every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the House. Woot, woot. Good morning, y'all. I'm along. Oh, yeah. Singing the same old cowboy song. Do we need to update this song? Why? I don't know. You still like it? I always like it. Okay. Good morning, y'all. From my house. Rosie on the house. And I'm the only man I know to blame, but I'm living. Well, somehow, some way. Happy and I'm free. I love that part. We have packed. 14 and a half hours of information into the next four-hour program. So get up. Shake out the bedhead. Fasten your seatbelts. Pour a tall cup of coffee and get ready for a fabulous four hours. It's Rosie on the house. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We are your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years, and we're privileged and happy to have you. We're here in studio this morning. My son, Romy, number one son, Romy, is our co-host here and has been for the last 15 years. Good morning, young man. We already got a call from somebody looking where to get concrete sealer for a project for this long weekend, so we got people ready to rock and roll. You know, (laughs) I think a lot of people feel like the whole state is closed and they can't leave town uh, and their their backyards, but we're going to have someone from State Parks on a little bit later talking about, no, hey, State Parks are open. There's plenty of places to go, plenty of places to go fishing, a great weekend to go fishing, so We'll cover that just a little bit later in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll be talking pavers and concrete and driveways and garage floors in the 10 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. We've got David Byrne coming in, Green ID. How many of you have gotten your new APS bill? How excited are you about the new rate? What is your impression so far? David Byrne will be in and talk about that. We're getting quite a bit of data. Someone sent me an invoice, uh, actually uh, their, their energy bill. And they were so happy that they were paying 18 cents a kilowatt. And I said, well, if you'll just tune in Saturday, I'll show you how you can get that down to 9 cents. So that'll be in the 9 o'clock hour. 8 o'clock hour, Urban Farmer, Mr. Peterson's coming in. Farmer Greg will be here. He's bringing Kari Spencer with her from the Micro Project and City Farm author. And we're going to be talking about the peach and apple harvest. If you have... Peaches or apples, and you're below the rim. Uh, you're experiencing right now the same thing. It, you, you're coming into the ripeness, and there's no way you can possibly eat everything that's on your tree. Right. So how are you going to preserve it, compost it, share it with your neighbors? That's about the prettiest apple pie I've ever seen. That is all Tenley, our oldest. She is quite the baker. And holy, I told her we were talking beautiful. about pr- apples. The apple harvest, and I asked her if she'd make us an apple pie for the broadcast, so oh, she did. Boy, she sure did. And, of course, in the 7 o'clock hour, it's Arizona People, Places, and Things. And we thought it'd be appropriate to bring in our special repeat guest, Dr. David Dean from Grand Canyon University, and talk about Memorial Day. Dr. Dean. Good morning. It's good to be here again. And you've brought in your right hand. I brought in my new intern, Jacob, with me today. All right. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Memorial Day. Let's get her started. Okay. What's the background on Memorial Day? Well, it's, you know, 
referred to as Decoration Day for a lot of years. Uh, it's not really associated with a particular battle or something like that. Uh, it's just something that um, traditionally people mark the graves and commemorate those who sacrificed in war and battle. And uh, in the state of, uh, or in the U.S. Uh, in 1866, uh, well, in, uh, Waterloo was celebrated in 1866 and, and communities in Europe and whatnot. But in 1868, um, uh, General John Logan issued a, a kind of a general order requesting that, you know, maybe we should uh, decorate the graves of our fallen soldiers from the Civil War uh, and maybe uh, because they're everywhere. They're not just in national cemeteries or in communities across the country and whatnot. So it was a day for planting flowers and, and, and marking that kind of sacrifice. And that's kind of how it got started. Now we have a three-day weekend out of it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm of the age now. I'm, uh, I'm about fed up with war. You know, on our recent trip to Europe, we went to the Russian border. And I looked over the border, and there was a family there hoeing their garden, pulling weeds, and trimming their trees. Okay. They're not much different than us. Right. Yeah, I just got back from Eastern Europe, too, and, you know, there's a, there's a people that, that uh, love life and enjoy their sweets and their pork and, and work hard and raise families and, you know. And I really think the next war, the politicians that signed the Declaration of War, should be on, they should be the infantry. They should be on the front line. They should be the only ones that fight. That's even better. That's even better. They can get out there with their with their marker pens and, and things and swab at each other. Well, I've been a hawk my whole life, but boy, I'll tell you, I'm about fed up with it. So anyway, Memorial Day does recognize those that we can humbly, thankfully, appreciatively, prayerfully remember for giving the ultimate sacrifice for this great nation. Right. And since 1971, we've celebrated it as a nation, a three-day weekend at the end of May. Kind of, It's also kind of a kickoff to summer. So uh, the kind of the balance, of course, is, is that commemoration moment, that reflective moment, but also kind of letting people realize that, okay, we do have our freedoms and things to celebrate. And if that means going camping with the family or going to an amusement park or hanging out at the pool, then that's the beginning of summer. And that's why we celebrate our freedoms. And there is certainly no shortage of Memorial Day celebrations going on in Arizona today. I mean, every single neighborhood, it seems like you look you look down the list, and it's a long list of things to do. Crown King has the world's uh, shortest Memorial Day parade in Crown King. So <laughs> if you don't want to sit through a lot of pomp and circumstance, you can go there and then go on fishing or, or camping or whatnot. How, what, how, what is it their seventh annual Shortest um, parade? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think they've been doing it for. Well, it's very short, so they probably haven't been doing it for a very long time. <laughs> there's probably a double entendre in there, but uh, yeah, there's all over and the, the state. Uh, and the Crown those. King Saloon and Cafe is the oldest standing saloon in the state as well, so you could probably enjoy it from their patio or one of their outside seatings. And a refreshing beverage along yeah. the way. Yeah. Go over to the mill for breakfast. Um, big bar, big barbecue weekend. Yeah, Phoenix has uh, events. Prescott has events. There's events in uh, Tucson throughout the state. Uh, many of the uh, national cemeteries are holding uh, uh, commemorative things uh, this weekend and whatnot. So it's a it's a day to take a bit 
of time sometime this weekend to just make that reflection. There was some interesting data you brought in this morning about, uh, and I appreciate you staying up till 2.45 in the morning sending me this last email. <laughs> what else is new? I... <laughs> but the, from the Veterans Administration, just how many veterans we have. We, Romy, not only do we know how many veterans we have in Arizona, but we know which wars they served in, and, and virtually every war we've got uh, has been, is, is, is represented. Uh, the Gulf War. We have 160,000 vets. Wow. Vietnam, 185,000. Korea, 53,000. World War II, 24,000. All vets. If you've got a vet in your life you'd like to give honor to and, and uh, thank, you can feel free to call the show. We'll give you a chance to get on stage and, and share with our listening audience the service of Jake. You're a veteran. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, sir. Serving in honorable Fort Polk, Louisiana. Yes, sir. He, when we got the Buddha out this morning, he says, oh, I love Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, we got the right man in the studio this morning. But thanking all of Americans. If you call the show, there's only one caveat today. You have to have Old Glory flying on your property somewhere. So we're going to take your word for it. To call the show, you must have the Star Spangled Banner, the American flag, on display on your property that's the rule for today. Doesn't your website have a, a how to properly display the flag and holidays things on your website? That was our blog yesterday, how to mount a flagpole to your house. Uh, if, if, if you've got these stucco foam homes, sometimes it's a little tough to anchor that little wall bracket to stay up with a little bit of wind. Kind of takes the flag down, takes the bracket down, <laughs> and takes the patch of stucco about the size of a basketball off the house. <laughs> so we kind of coach you through how to properly get that. Well, let's get back to the actual celebration of Memorial Day. So a lot of times uh, parades are in order for many communities, especially smaller communities that can kind of uh, um, celebrate that as a whole. Uh, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, things at cemeteries and uh, flags on each graves and those kind of stuff. My wife and I I uh, went yesterday to visit her father's grave. Uh, he served honorably during the Vietnam era, uh, Lieutenant Colonel um, uh, uh, Richard Julian. Uh, uh, so we went and marked his grave with uh, flowers and stuff yesterday. A lot of people use poppies. That's kind of all associated. What's it's, what's this? What's the history of that? Um, sometimes people confuse it with with uh, uh, Veterans Day, um, uh, World War One. But it comes from uh, um, uh, a lady who wrote a poem in 1915 about. Uh, um, the the fallen in World War One, uh, she wrote in a part of her poem. She says, "We cherish too the poppy red that grows on fields where valor led. It seems to signal to the skies that blood of heroes never dies." And so, to mark that, she was the first to wear poppies, and she would make poppies for her friends to wear on those and and sell them to benefit service people and. Others picked up that in 1921, and in 1922, the VFW kind of started organizing nationally to sell poppies, and that becomes kind of a big part of the tradition is putting those poppy flowers with uh, the, marking the graves and that kind of thing. Are you a barbecue man? Will you barbecue this weekend? I have two really great New York strip steaks that we picked up yesterday from, uh, can I say the name of the place? Sure. Midwestern Meats in uh, um, Apache Junction yesterday. Okay. They're going to be going on the grill tonight all right so that's your plan what will you serve that with um we're gonna 
go with rice instead of a potato this year, good. just because I need to, you know, watch the good, potato good. intake. Good. I love a good steak on a bed of rice, smothered with a little butter, mm-hmm. and then a bed of black-eyed peas. I'm coming to your house. I'll yeah. bring my steaks. Oh, and- <laughs> man. That's that's my favorite Cajun way of eating a nice, delicious steak. We're here with Dr. David Dean, professor of history from Grand Canyon University, and his intern and right hand, Jake the Vet. Jake, appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you again. All right. We'll be right back. And you're tuned in to the Memorial Day edition of Rosie on the House. We're here visiting with our favorite history expert, Dr. David Dean from Grand Canyon University, talking about the, we've been talking about the initiation of Memorial Day and how it got started in traditional celebrations. We've got some pretty notable and famous Arizona veterans. Yeah, uh, Arizona, of course, has a long history of service to our country. Uh, we've got a lot of great uh, uh, political leaders like Barry Goldwater, Ernest McFarland, the father of the GI Bill, John Rhodes, Bob Stump. These are all great Americans who um, were Arizonans that went on and served our country and then came back and served us uh, famously. Um, everybody's kind of familiar with the story of Ira Hayes, uh, who was part of the Marine Corps. Uh, uh, spent 23 months in the Pacific uh, Theater, was part of the raising of the flag on Iwo Jima and is memorialized uh, in the um, monument in Washington, D.C. In fact, I think there's even a song uh, about him. Uh, We have Frank Luke. Uh, Luke Air Force Base, of course, is named for the World War I pilot, uh, Ace, who um, was given the name the Balloon Buster because they were using balloons in that war to sight and spot the enemy positions and send the artillery over. And so you had to fly your plane down really low and be subject to ground attack. Um, and uh, he uh, would do that. And he uh, took out three balloons and a couple of airplanes and ended up uh, getting downed himself. And rather than being taken captive, defended himself to the end. And he's a Medal of Honor winner. Um, we just have amazing stories. Sylvester Herrera, one of our uh, Hispanic uh, veterans who uh, cited for action in, uh, in France. His platoon was under heavy machine gun fire, uh, and he made a, a, a one-man frontal assault, captured eight enemy soldiers, uh, allowed the platoon to go ahead and advance. And then, uh, uh, again, he moved forward. He stepped on a mine, and uh, um, both of his feet were severed, but he managed to pin down the enemy, and uh, he's also a Medal of Honor winner. And so these are just some of the great individuals that uh, are Arizonans that we can be proud of. Gosh, and you've got Jeff Cooper out of Prescott, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Cooper was a father of the modern uh, technique of shooting handguns. He was actually a, um, a pistol instructor uh, after the war, and uh, he's uh, contributed a lot to law enforcement and, and the military use of pistols and things in uh, law enforcement and shooting, military, that kind of thing. Um, we have Joseph Foss, someone you know, um, uh, Marine Corps uh, squadron uh, air, airman um, who uh, fought in Guadalcanal. Um, Joe, Joe and I uh, went to the same church. I actually, when he moved from his big house and downsized to a smaller house, we actually met with Joe a couple times about recreating where he was going to hang. I mean, he had an entire storage facility full of just 
notations and medals and trophies and citations. I mean, a life fully decorated and commemorated. And um, his 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 dear wife Dee Dee just passed away last week. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Hopefully, they yeah. are together. They are together. They are together again uh, now. So Joe was a great guy. He really was. But one of the things that I still uh, need to make it out to his shooting range. Yeah. On yeah. 85, just yep. south of the river. Yep. South of Buckeye. He's got a Joe Foss shooting range. I'm just for historical, I, I got to go see it sometime. Next trip to Tucson. I schedule an extra hour just to go check out his gun range. But we could talk about people like Carl Hayden, uh, Marshall Trimble, uh, Arizona State historian, uh, Rick Romley, uh, of course, John McCain, favorite son. These are all people who we are proud as Arizonans uh, of their service and contribution. But maybe in the next segment, we could talk about some notable people that we might not be familiar with their names. Well, Rick Romley, uh, funny you should mention him. You know, we've been on air now how many years, Jennifer? What are we celebrating? 30 years on air. I don't know how many guests we've had on. I don't know how many callers we've had on. It's in the thousands. Only once. Only once in all those 30 years did we have to use the mute button on someone's microphone. Rick Romley's the only man that's ever cursed on my show. <laughs> Uh, a, pr- a proud fact that it's in his biography, I believe. Uh, it, was, it, it was uh it, it was not it, you know it wasn't foul, but it was ble- it was bleeped. <laughs> every, every time I see him, I remind him of that day. He says, "You don't have to remind me anymore. I remember <laughs> <laughs> the legacy of thirty years." Yeah, but boy, what a, what a story he has and the service he provided the country and and. Um, yeah, of course, uh, he served in the Marine Corps. Uh, um, it was a combat infantry squad leader during Vietnam. Uh, he comes back. He graduates from Arizona State University, gets a law and business management, goes into law. Uh, uh, he then goes on to uh, uh, become the attorney general of the county. I mean, just uh, what an outstanding, distinguished veteran. And all of these individuals came back and contributed to our communities, contributed to our state, and made things better for everyone. Memorial Day edition of Rosie on the House. We're glad you tuned in. We're going to come back after a little bottom of the hour break, and we're going to be talking about other maybe maybe men and women that should be more recognized. Maybe not as popular names. Maybe not names you have off the top of your head. But notables, Arizona notables, that you should remember this Memorial Day weekend. Ira Hayes, Ira Hayes, call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer anymore, not the whiskey-drinking Indian, nor the Marine that went to war. Ira Hayes, one of Arizona's own, and I think he's off the Gila River Indian Reservation. I yeah. thought it was Nat. Yeah, I believe it's Gila River. And you don't know you've seen him before? If I remember right, that picture of Iro Jima where you've got the five Marines staking the flag, he's the fourth to the left. Fourth Ira to the left. Hayes. Yep. You, they yeah. can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> of course. <laughs> My apologies. Yes, Ira Hayes, he's the fourth he's from the, the left on the flag raising. Yeah. 
All right, let's cover some of these other notable Arizona vets. So uh, Burton Barr, whom the Phoenix Public Library is named for, awarded two silver stars for heroism in North Africa, Anzio uh, Casino uh, Pass, and, of course, southern France. Um, he liked to talk more instead about himself, about those who commanded, including Audie Murphy. Um, and he went on to serve our and state. And what's, what's Audie's um, claim to fame, most decorated of World War II? He's the most decorated soldier of all the wars. Of all time? At this current of time, Of all yes. time. Yes. Wow. Uh, I want to point out— And Burton Gad- was his commander. Yeah. Impressive. I want to point out uh, Beatrice Johnson, who uh, served in the Women's Auxiliary Corps. Uh, a women, we have a lot of women veterans here in the state of Arizona um, as part of the— uh, uh, Auxiliary Corps. Uh, we can go all the way back to uh, Isaiah Mays, a Buffalo soldier, was born a slave in Virginia, entered service in Ohio, sided for, uh, uh, um, for gallantry uh, uh, between uh, saving the Army paymaster against robbers in 1890 out here in the uh, state of Arizona. We have Stanley Roth, of course, 1st Marine Division on Guadalcanal. Uh, and uh, served in the South Pacific and as well as in Korea. We have Walter Thompson, who was commander-in-chief during the Cold War era uh, against the Soviet forces, led a number of attempts to uh, recover downed airmen uh, who uh, were in— had gone down in uh, the eastern German areas, and he would lead uh, or champion the rescue uh, missions to get them back. He he ended up finishing a career with the Veterans Association— Quite a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, uh, served on uh, John Kyle and Congressman Shattuck's Military Advisory Committee. Um, he uh, uh, was part of the Air- Unified Arizona Veterans Movement. Governor Hall even uh, put him on the uh, Veterans Advisory Commission. I never, I never knew him, but I, I knew of him. Yeah, a lot of these uh, folks have passed, you know, and I wish I could have had a chance to interview and talk to, to many of these people. And you started this segment with Burton Barr, and I, I will tell you, Burton Barr was a fine, fine gentleman. Back about 1986, we built a library edition on his home in North Central Phoenix, and just one of the finest people you could ever want to work with, Burton Barr. He was a great guy. And a lot of people don't know much of his story because, you know, it's oh, it's the Burton Bar Library. Who's that person? So, and to, to and a little awareness. And I mean, this was just a little personal. This wasn't a commemorative. Yeah, Burton Bar is the name of the Phoenix Library. Right. This little addition we were doing for him was just a little uh, library sitting room off his master bedroom, and it was all books about other people. He he he's the one that kind of got me hooked on reading biographies of great men because his almost his entire library was about other people. That's really cool. It was cool. It was really cool. Just really a, 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 one of those great guys, just good to know, Burton Barr. Somebody that I really want to kind of point out, Madeline Ulam, uh, she was a, an Army nurse in 1938, was captured after serving in the Philippines, captured after Pearl Harbor, and spent 33 months uh, in the uh, um, uh, prison camps in Southeast Asia uh, during the war, treating wounded uh, soldiers and whatnot, continuing nursing and whatnot, uh, and she was awarded two Bronze Stars uh, for her service to veterans. We have John Greenway, uh, a Yale University graduate who served with Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, uh, charged up San Juan Hill, uh, was later commissioned as a Brigadier General, served in France in World War I. 
Uh, Frederick Heinz uh, was really interesting. Uh, he was a pilot, U.S. Air Force, uh, but he was part of the uh, Berlin Airlift, uh, an important Cold War uh, story, uh, bringing supplies to the city of Berlin during that time of occupation, uh, making sure that uh, people had food and medical supplies and things. Wasn't it uh, interesting? You were talking about just visiting Prague. I was surprised when Jennifer and I were in Prague, I don't know, it's been a couple months, but that was where World War II ended. Yeah. that Those were where the last combat events occurred. And you were talking about being in the museum where they were talking about the R- Russian Yeah, the, the Museum of Terror. Victory. Yeah, the Museum of Terror, which basically the, when the Soviets uh, took over from Nazi Germany in occupied uh, Czech uh, Republic, they just talked about it as just changing the uniforms They tra- as a liberation, so to speak, uh, as they were liberated from the Nazis, but then they came under the influence of, of communism, Stalinism for the next 40 years or so. Mm. Um, another interesting is uh, um, Masaji Inoshita, who was born in uh, California, but he enlisted in the army from one of the Gila River internment camps in Sacaton, Arizona, uh, went off to uh, 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 fight uh, in um, World War II um, while his family remained interred uh, until 1946. Um, you have Jay Vargas, who was that's, part— Now, that's an interesting story. Yeah. So you're serving—so you find your way from Fresno, California to Sacaton, Arizona. As, as, to, a, as a prisoner as during a the prison. internment. To enlist, and then you enlist. You're allowed to, to enlist mm-hmm. while your parents are interred on in Sacaton or over on the Colorado River in Sacaton. I didn't know they had an internment camp. That down, um, uh, I think they listed uh, um, as part of the the the, the encampments uh, on the way to Gila Bend and yeah. And uh, that um, Casa Grande kind of down that way. Well, I knew they were all along the Colorado River, but I did I did not know that. Yeah, there's a, a large one just south of Casa Grande, and um, and while his family is interred there, he's he's serving our country. I mean, it's the amazing patriotism of of these individuals. Uh, Jay Vargas uh, um, uh, was uh, born in Winslow, Arizona. Uh, uh, and he led three combined attacks uh, across uh, um, open rice paddies against uh, uh, in Vietnam and was wounded and inspired his men to continue on in advance. Uh, uh, won awards for that. You have William Toy. He was a, a Chinese immigrant uh, um, family, uh, and he went off uh, and fought in uh, World War II, retired later as a lieutenant colonel, encouraged a lot of young people to continue success through born in Casa Grande born in Casa Grande now where did you dig up all this so I have to thank uh, the Arizona uh, Veterans Hall of Fame an organization that every year inducts about 20 uh, notable veterans into their uh, Hall of Fame Um, and it's a wonderful organization that brings a lot of awareness to not our necessarily our fame is not that they don't deserve uh, the gold waters and whatnot don't deserve their credit but these are people that went back to their communities and, and, and worked in their communities. Uh, Arthur Hubbard uh, uh, was part of the Marine Corps as a Navajo code talker during World War II. He goes back and serves as the director of development uh, uh, for the District of Arizona on his tribal areas. Uh, you have Henry born, Ong. Born on the Tahana Odom Reservation and then ends up being a code talker in World War II. Mm-hmm. 
And you have Henry Ong, who was born in Phoenix and went into the Army, shot down over Germany, and uh, he comes back and uh, was a board member of Arizona Baptist Children's Services uh, and uh, um, Grand Canyon University. Thank you. little plug there. Um, <laughs> Uh, you have uh, Al Rodriguez from Douglas, Arizona. He was uh, uh, served in the 82nd Airborne. Uh, he's come back and uh, serves the city of Douglas as the mayor. Uh, he, just these people are incredible. They go, they serve the country, the horrifics of World War II or Vietnam or whatever conflict, Gulf War, and they come back and they, they give back to their communities, making things better for the next generation. Maybe we won't have another war because of people like this. Man, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be fantastic if we could accomplish that? I, uh, unfortunately, Grand Canyon University teaches out of the good book, and I guess it pretty well promises we'll have conflicts till the end. <laughs> I, I guess I, I <laughs> try to remain hopeful. We, we can't overcome the sin nature of mankind. M- maybe after my end, though. <laughs> <laughs> so who else have you got here? Here's, so, here's John. Tapia. Tapia, born in Ajo. Born in Ajo, Arizona. Uh, um, uh, served in World War II and the National Guard. Uh, uh, he was uh, um, a teacher and set up Hispanic scholarships and things and uh, uh, was later uh, uh, named a Kentucky colonel by the governor of Kentucky for his service. Um, you have Richard Colson, born in Tucson, enlisted in the Air National Guard, was part of the Bushmasters, uh, retired uh, in 1983 at the rank of colonel, and was the state director of civil defense uh, up until 1983. William Valenzuela, born in Tucson, uh, was in the Marine Corps, uh, and later founded the Valenzuela um, Drywall Company uh, that was a multi-million dollar business in Tucson. I mean, just incredible. The stories go on and on and on. Our veterans, our veterans serving the great state of Arizona, serving the great country, the United States of America, coming back and making contributions to all of the community. We're commemorating them here, going down the list of notable Arizona veterans, this Memorial Day edition of Roselle in the House. I don't have... Dr. Dean's list. I, I wasn't on his mailing list from 2.30 this morning, but uh, I just wanted to, is, is Frank Luke on there? Yeah. yeah Frank yeah. Luke. Okay. We talked about Frank. We, we, we hit him? Yep. I'm sorry. I missed that. All right. Anybody else you worried about? No, this is from a texter. Oh. Very, very concerned. We couldn't miss Frank Luke. Oh, yeah. World we War did. World War II pilot. Uh, one. Very, well, sorry. World War One uh, pilot. Very significant in, in Europe. Second most aerial combat victories. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm sorry. I missed that. A lot of um, a lot of balloons. He was known as the balloon buster. Not an easy task. And actually killed after being shot down. Yeah, defending himself, emptying his pistol. Rather than being taken Go, captive. Rather than be taken captive. Frank Luke. Um, we could talk about uh, um, uh, sorry. Uh, Manuel Mendoza, born in Miami, Arizona, the Arizona kid. Uh, uh, he was served in uh, World War II in Italy, uh, was a platoon sergeant, and, and though badly outnumbered, wounded, Mendoza single-handedly broke up a fierce German counterattack on his position with his, uh, his fellow soldiers there. His actions earned him the Distinguished Service Cross. He later re-enlisted in the Army National Guard and served in Korea. Uh, uh, and so um, he's among the 24 veterans that we have in the state of Arizona that has earned the Medal of Honor. Long, long list. And I, I want to go back. We're talking about notables, maybe not well-known, but notables. But I would like to jump back to one well-known well, I think we ought to, we need to recognize Pat Tillman for sure. Sure. 
Uh, Pat Tillman, of course, uh, noted for giving up a, uh, a, a lucrative multi-million dollar NFL contract after 9-11 to go and serve in um, Afghanistan. Um, and um, just what a great inspiring story. His foundation uh, continues to bring his message. Uh, Arizona State University football is, is built around that kind of uh, that kind of concept of service and, and uh, sacrifice and um, just what a great example to All our right. state. Here on the Memorial Day edition of Rosie on Ask, maybe you're in the car and you're heading north, or maybe you're sitting at home thinking all of the Arizona outdoors is closed down. It's not. We'll have somebody from State Parks here up in the next segment talking to you about all the things that are open, all the things you can get out and do this Memorial Day weekend. Hey, y'all. Jennifer here. We do love Arizona inside and out and love sharing our passions with our listeners. You know, once in a while, we receive a call or an email from someone new to Arizona, and they want our input on planning their own Arizona staycation. We let them know a good place to start is on our staycation page at rosieonthehouse.com. There, they can find links to where staycation winners have stayed in the past. You know, our May winners went to the Victorian-style Heritage Inn in Snowflake, located in the beautiful White Mountains. Heritage Inn is a quaint bed and breakfast and serves a killer breakfast to get their guests started each day. Our winners wound their way up the mountain in a Ford Edge from Sanderson Ford and ate a delicious tin of popcorn from My Popcorn Kitchen on the way. Arizona Highways Publications provided a scenic guide and provided ideas for beautiful drives. Arizona State Parks, of course, had to put in their little park guide to highlight all the wonderful award-winning state parks we have. Heck, they even had reading material for porch sitting, a signed edition of the Cole Brothers by our own Roger Naylor. If you need ideas for your staycation or want a chance to win one of ours, sponsored by Sanderson Ford, go to rosieonthehouse.com and sign up for your chance to win. Gotta love the staycation. Thank you, babe. That was great. It's been a lot of fun talking to the people that have won it. Here, wrapping up with Dr. David Dean, the Memorial Day edition of Rosie on the House. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good day to just talk about uh, um, what the day means. Uh, Calvin Coolidge, one of our presidents, was marking the day in a speech, and he said that you know this is the day that we set aside to do honor to all those now gone who made the cause of America their supreme choice. I think that's kind of interesting because Ronald Reagan, reflecting on uh, the day also, was, was thinking about the national anthem. And he, he posed the interesting question that our national anthem ends with a question, something that most national anthems don't. Does the flag still wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? And so that's a question that we all have to ask. And so maybe today is a good day or this weekend's a good weekend to think about the home of the brave and the free. A big thank you to Dr. David Dean. Professor of History at Grand Canyon University for joining us and bringing us this information. And thank you to the Veterans Hall of Fame Museum for providing a lot of today's information. Yeah, the uh, the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, for those of you that are jumping in the car, let's bring in our guest by phone. He goes by the name known around the world as Gecko. It's actually Ken Sliwa, the Community Relations Administrator for Arizona State Parks and Trails. Gecko, there's a lot of people staying at home because they feel like the whole state is closed down. What can you tell them? 
Well, that is not the case, Rosie. Good morning. We want to uh, thank everybody and thank you for having us on this morning to let them know that there are 30 beautiful state parks open across Arizona. We've got camping and cabins and lakes and rivers. There's fishing and boating, historic parks. There's activities for the whole family across the state for people to enjoy this weekend. And y'all's website is probably one of the greatest, easiest to use on the planet. What's the address? Thank you. We're at AZ stateparks.com. You can check us out 24 hours a day, make reservations, get information. You can also call us at 877-MY-PARKS every day, 8 to 5, and get information and also make reservations there as well. The website address, one more time? azstateparks.com. The homepage lists a lot of current events and activities, folks. If you'll just scroll down to the bottom of the front page it lists every single park just click on the park you're interested in and it opens an entire page of information on that particular park arizona is open please travel with extreme care i almost got punched out at the post office last week a car with out-of-state license plates seriously overloaded back bumpers like six inches off the ground towing a trailer, the chains were ground down to nothing. And I just said, you know, that's a great way to start a fire in this state. Could you please just wrap the chains? And the the guy wanted to fight over it. Yeah, we do want to remind people to be safe uh, with fire this weekend. Obviously, there's some dry conditions out there, but there's lots of great activities out on the water, and people can go out in a boat and fish and and be safe and have a great weekend at our gold medal winning award uh, parks here across the state. Boy, and I can't commend Arizona Game and Fish more for their break on their 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 crackdown on sober boat operation and how important it is. I grew up on the lakes around Phoenix, water skiing in the 60s and 70s, and they weren't always so strict on enforcing that. I can't thank them enough for cracking down hard. You're driving a boat. You need to be as sober as you're driving a car. So thank you, Cave and Fish, for doing that. We're a great partner, and we encourage people to explore the entire state and obviously be safe and create some great memories. Gecko. Yes, sir. Thanks a million for taking time on your Saturday to join us here at Rosie on House. Arizona State Parks and Trail Systems is officially open Memorial Day weekend in spite. I think we have some 83 closures across the state in the various uh, National Forest Park areas, the National Forest areas. So, mm. Well, there's some great uh, great parks that didn't even mention. Lyman Lake State Park, way up in the White Mountains. That's a, a great fishing hole. Uh, if you're down in the southern part and you don't have time to get all the way up north, man, Karshner Cavern, I'm pretty sure it's kind of cool in the caves. Absolutely. You, know, you, you don't have to get all the way north to get cool. <laughs> you, you can go down. <laughs> Absolutely. 8 o'clock hour, outdoor living segment. Farmer Greg's here. He's standing outside just waiting to get in. We're talking about peach and apple harvest in Arizona right now. Can I cut into Tinley's apple pie yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Five more minutes. Ah. Get that on Facebook. That's a gorgeous pie.